Welcome to The Daily Dump, the podcast that's so informative, it'll make you with your host, Jasmine Sherman, the future president of the United States. Now, you might be wondering, why is a presidential candidate hosting a podcast? Well, because they're just that amazing. Who needs diplomacy when you can have The Daily Dump? It's like diplomacy, but with more humor and fewer international incidents. And before we dive into today's topics, a quick reminder, we tackle adult themes and use adult language. So if you're easily offended, go listen to some other boring, sanitized podcast. This is the real world, folks. Speaking of the real world, this November, we acknowledge some pretty heavy stuff. We're talking ethnic cleansings funded by American tax dollars. Yes, you heard me right. It's almost as shocking as finding out your favorite cereal isn't made with real marshmallows. But don't worry, we'll keep it light and entertaining while discussing these serious issues. In the meantime, let's all remember that one day soon, we'll free Palestine, the Congo, and the Sudan. And in the spirit of unity, let's hope they won't decide to run for president after listening to this show. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your brain cells exercised or at least mildly amused, as we dive headfirst into the absurdities of life. It's the daily dump with yours truly, Jasmine Sherman, because sometimes you just need a daily dose of sarcasm to survive. Don't forget to tune in every Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific. But hey, if you miss an episode, don't worry. We'll still be here shaking our heads at the world and making you laugh at the chaos. (laughs) Good evening, everybody. My name is Jasmine Sherman, and this is The Daily Dump. Normally, I try to make us, like, look really cute in, like, a really, really cool room. But today, I was like, let's keep it real. Let's keep it zoomy. Because (laughs) it's wet out. And I think it's okay to do things. Because I saw a video today, and it was, like, I thought it was really clever. The person showed, like, an old school monitor. And on the monitor, like they just do, kept doing paper transitions with like literal paper. And at first I was like, that's really cool. That's clever because you're watching it because you're not used to seeing paper. But then you're like, that was a lot of paper for this video. And ink. But <laughs> I'm going to rant about many things this evening. I'm joined here by my host. Introduce yourselves, y'all. Hi, I'm Leah. Uh-huh. And I'm old, and I made a silent movie once by accident and had to use paper as the transitions because I filmed some footage and there was no sound. <laughs> it was... <laughs> That's all I was thinking about when you said that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Charlie Chaplin. Hold on. It was literally... Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Wait a because I want to make sure... I appreciate that. That was smooth as flip. But let me ask you, what what was the movie about? It was about the, it was a project for a class and it was like the day in the life of a theater kid or something. And so I had brought the camera in, like, you know, the big cameras, the older cameras and filmed all this stuff and had no sound. So I literally at the last minute had to put these transitions in that were embarrassingly long. Like Wait, there wasn't... Huh? or is like back have why didn't it have sound 
I don't know. Something went wrong, and there was no way to fix it. Oh. <laughs> okay, because like for oh. a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying you were out there with that real camera, like rolling? The not that old. I'm not that old. <laughs> Oh, I would love some like old school like stunts, like you know, like the house falls on someone and like they have to stand a certain way so it doesn't hit. You know, Charlie Chaplin stuff. I don't know that I watched many Chaplin films, but you forgot to tell people who you were. Oh, hi, I'm Travis. I don't really have that cool of an intro, but I'm here. Good to see you all. I think your intro it spoke for itself. It was like, you should already know who I am. Why am I introducing <laughs> myself by now? I feel that. That's some good energy right there. Like, I, I want to be that confident. I do. Um, But what's the weather like in your, your area, Leah? It is snowing. So that's yeah. fun. I was no. going to go out to the car and I was like, I don't want to change my shoes. So I didn't. <laughs> the, re- the reason I was asking, though, is because like earlier in the year, there were some infrastructure issues like with the weather and the um, flooding. And so I was just curious about now that it's snowing because it, it hasn't been like a year or anything. Right. Are those people who were displaced back in secure place? Like, do you know what I'm trying to ask for like an update maybe? I do know that in Montpelier, where a lot of it was in that first flood, the businesses did reopen a few months ago. So they so they seem to have, you know, transitioned fairly quickly. I'm not sure about people's homes, though. Um, but people seem to be fairly happy with the you know, turn around. Oh, good, good. What about the weather where you are, Travis? I'm pretty good. It was a little um, cold and wet today, um, which actually helped my drive into work because I didn't have to drive into the sun to get where I was going. So that was nice. But yeah, it was a, it was a very cold and rainy day. Felt like it was winter now. Um, cool. And so as we are talking about these different weather systems, Oh, I didn't tell you how the weather is where I am. It is also raining. It is also cold where I am. And I can guarantee where all of us are, everyone on this call, people driving in the car next to you, people working in the cubicle next to you, the neighbor next door, everywhere there is a houseless person that is outside. There is a human who does not have shelter. And we see how we describe it, those of us who are indoors. And you need to sit with that because there's there's been times in my life where I have seen a houseless person and I am filled with shame about their situation and how I'm just gonna turn my head and ignore them. Now, that was a very long time ago and I'm a very different person now. But sit with that. Like the things that your community should be pushing for, should be pulling for, is to make sure on days like this, the most vulnerable person is safe and secure. See, I didn't know where I was going with that weather thing. I was really going somewhere. 
surprise, surprise, we got there. I know I do. It is hard because um, like literally where I am is very isolated. Uh, but when I went to Burlington for the the march, it it was a lot more, you know, you know, there was tents and things like that. And I thought, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time there before. So I don't know, like, to compare it, whether it's worse than it was before. Um, but I did what I could, you know. Sometimes, like, all we have is conversation, treating people are, with respect. I mean, that does something, though. Mm. Treating people with respect goes a long way. Yeah. I just thought that that was something people should think about. I think, especially on days like this, we need to acknowledge that we have community members that are not comfortable. And, and that's why I'm running to make sure that we get people who are in uncomfortable situations into comfortable situations. And there's no shame in that. I um, I do know that we need to talk about the stories of today, but I wanted to try something new. Is there anything that you've heard about this month, news-wise, that has stuck with you, that was so impactful, and you think that people should be reminded it's a thing? Is there any stories like that, Travis? Do you have anyone? Uh, not at the top of my head, I'm kind of thinking, but I don't really have anything that's tied to this month. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Now, keep in mind, that might sound like a trick, right? But it mm -hmm. wasn't. Genuinely, just like I noticed people are not talking about Lahaina. People are not talking about... People are not talking about Vivaldi. People are not talking about Parkland. People are not talking about things that are still very, very, very real, have a very real, real impact. Fuck, Flint still doesn't have clean water. Mississippi's water is, is got it. You know what I'm saying? We are not talking about things. So me asking you guys, like, what's the thing this month, you know, because everybody's, like, pretending to be thankful for things at the end of this shit. And, and I'm always like, and I'm not trying to be a nihilist. I'm, I am one of the most optimistic motherfuckers in the world. Literally, I can prove that. I'm running for president of the United States. But like, what is there to be thankful for? Someone was like, you're alive. Oh, bravo. The Great. Listen. <laughs> billion people alive, at least. I mean, like... So, I mean, there's always that, like, oh, it could always be worse. But if we keep thinking that, it just gets incrementally worse until all of a sudden we look up and it's it's worse. It's, like, devastatingly mm -hmm. worse. Instead of, uh, like, you know, thinking about, hey, maybe we can see the trend in the direction and maybe do something about it now. And I, I did want to say, too, that, you know, I know we talk about Palestine a lot, like in general, that's that's the conversation. And of course, there's other genocides happening. Um, but I, I have to say that it didn't. This this thing that we're watching, we're all watching in real time. Didn't change my fight, 
because I recognize that that all these fights are connected, if that makes sense. Like, it, we can maybe not be talking about Flint as much as we should, but it's all part of, like, why I've gotten involved in this in general, because I can see how your policies and the policies that the campaign has come up with interconnect to to solve these problems in general. And so like fighting the fight here is also fighting for Palestine. You know what I'm saying? And the Congo. And you know, if we if we, if we change the way we do things, if we if we reset, you know, um that will have ripple effects that will solve so many other things or at least start to, you know? I do. I notice I notice that people are not talking about what really happens to get change. Now I know people tell us about Gandhi. They love to tell us about Martin Luther King. They love to and and I want to be clear. This is coming from the Claudette Cloven of presidential candidates. We have to turn it up a notch. I know it's hot. I know it's hot. But we have to turn it up a notch. So if you are going to be at any kind of large parades, festivals, even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. So you can wear black, white, red, green. You can bring capes that are made of flags. You can get creative and turn any event into a pro-Palestinian march. Because who's going to stop you? Now we have to step it up. I saw what they did on the Bay Bridge. And I saw what they did in Chicago, you know. Now I'm going to be in New York. I want to see what New York does because that's where I'm from. I want to see how we get down. Now, let me be clear. Again, this is not me encouraging anybody to do anything like a vigilante. Nor am I saying do not participate. I'm just saying visceral responses at times are needed for certain situations. So remember that at any event that you go to, it can be a pro-Palestine event. I saw a woman on TikTok with a pink poster board by herself on the street corner. Of course, people were hurling incense, I'm sorry, insults at her, but you know, that's just the life of a black woman. But remember this, anywhere can be a protest. Or am I just am I just talking crazy? What do you think, Travis? Am I, am I out of line? Because I know that your culture is one of timidness. I don't like confrontation unless you're bullying. I mean, that might be too hard. That might be too hard. Yeah, I think I can. I enjoy kind of being a little bit subversive. Um, I know, like last year, we at a Thanksgiving dinner, like we wrote down a list of like things that we're thankful for, or things that we'd like to change, or something like that, and. I went deep into like all the problems going on in America and you know like we we're supposed to read them again this year and like I don't think I'm going to that Thanksgiving dinner but you know at least 
I, I mean, there's there's small things like that, and I probably will sort of talk a, at least a little bit about the Green Party during Thanksgiving, or talk about um, what's going on internationally, talk about the struggles that we're all facing and how it's always getting worse. You know, um, trying to push people that I know are much more traditional, unfortunately, but they at least need to hear it. I, I know that. Yeah. So to all you out there who love to be keyboard warriors, my unseasoned friends, as you sit at your unseasoned holiday table to celebrate the massacre of a people who did nothing wrong, similar to, you know, the Palestinian struggle, the Sudanese struggle, and the Congolese struggle. It's all intertwined, but either way, while you are sitting at that table with foods of many fanciful flavors that I can't and should not imagine, talk to your relatives with the same energy that you talk in the comment sections with. Treat them! like you treat people in these digital streets. Paul Paul has a ton of stuff to say. Talk to him. I and mean, I'm not saying you got to go off out of bag. You could talk to Paul Paul like he's a uh, five-year-old. No, sir. We do not say bigoted things. We are not racist in this family. This is how we could. I'm saying get creative. If you're not somebody that could be like, Karen, you are making us look bad. If that's not your thing, fine. Try a subversive approach like Travis. I mean, let me be clear. I love confrontation. I'll be in New York if you'd like to have one. I meant a conversation, not confrontation. <laughs> I'm not allowed to fight in public. <laughs> no. Be in no, 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 no. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't. We we Listen, we match energy around here. So what I'm saying is, though, you need to take that same same energy that you have for strangers to your relatives. Because at least with your relatives, they're not going to fuck you up. Well, they might. they might. Listen, what I get is I know, but like, there's nothing we can do about that. That's the most frustrating thing for me. Like, I see the reality, but I'm not like, and it's not and it's even from people that have like tried to do something within this system to like make changes. And that seems to be enough for them. And I don't want to invalidate that because, you know, they have the people, my parents are, you know, they have done those things. Right. But at some point they were like uh, tired and, you know, had to do capitalism but basically they're like, I know, but you, you know, we have to just take care of each other and we can't let that other stuff in because it'll just be overwhelming. And my whole thing is like, but I can see where the problems are and we all need to like, the, I, I feel like that mentality has what has kept us here. Like, oh, I did my bit. You know, we can't, we can't make big changes you know it's it's impossible what do you think Charles? um i see i never know exactly what policy I, or worldview i'm going to be getting like one year it was 
um, something about gun control in which, you know, I knew was what they said was factually incorrect. Sometimes it's going to be immigration. One time it was um, about minimum wage. Again, that was factually incorrect. So you, you just never know. So I feel like it's almost like I wish I could study for it. <laughs> so I could just make sure I knew the topic, but instead I'm kind of going in blind. Um, I think it's just knowing that there's there's going to be like like I haven't seen a lot of them in a while. Like, you know, maybe it's been six months or so and I really have missed them. But I'm dealing with also people who aren't as upset about the world or their solutions are different. And, you know, I just I don't know, like I would like I wish I could find a middle ground, but I don't think there is a middle ground. So I, I don't know. It's kind of I'm not really sure what exactly to take away or what my strategy should be. Swing ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, was that too that was too bold. Too bold, too bold, too brash. I apologize. Please do not I'll go just the phone if I do swing. <laughs> or my interpretation of swing ho <laughs> you have to explain what that means or what you meant at that time okay that's fair if you don't know yes I appreciate that because <laughs> I was just like first thing that popped in my head you were like you don't know what to do and I was like flip a table flip a mother <laughs> throw a chair it's like I always seem to have an idea on what to do. It's just, if they can do it on the Real Housewives, so why can't you do it for something <laughs> important? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that. Thank you for Thanks. that. Free boom. I mean, so like, but really though, your family is the is the first community that you have access to, and not all of us get good communities. But because y'all don't check your family, the rest of us motherfuckers got to deal with it. Like, okay, <laughs> taste the biscuits, lady. There's a video of a wonderful human, I'm sure, trying to believe they're a one. Let's assume she's a wonderful human because she's saying, taste the biscuits. Taste the, I don't even know how that goes. Taste oh, the biscuits. Oh, taste, my God. Taste the gravy. Taste the, the whole point is, do y'all want to hear it? Would that make you feel better? Like, I heard it, that I saw the clip. There's two times of Thanksgiving. It was that one, and then green peas. You name it, that one. They're like, How did you do it, John? There are two types. Sing, sing it for us, though. Like, think. Do you, you want to sing it again? Or you want you? I, I don't. Please, please, please put it on because I don't know the lyrics. Okay, because I, I get it, but I just didn't want you to feel like you couldn't. Yeah. Mouth and cheese. Oh wait. Cornbread salad, corn. What's cornbread salad? That's the wrong clip. But what's I don't cornbread have salad? What's no idea. Salad? And for some of us, it's Thanksgiving. It's just going to be peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. Look at that honey sauce on me. I don't like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. So, 
this holiday season. Taste the biscuits. So Travis is talking about how there's that, like, that's the white people clap back to the Black Thanksgiving song. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, again, this is the untaste the biscuit. Taste the goodness on the biscuit. That does make me want to staple. And then there's the blacks. Um, and I just want to say again, it's not my fault the song is good. I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but black people. So that's the music at other Thanksgiving, but we still don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's just you either tasting the biscuits or you got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. The point I'm trying to make is boycotting this Black Friday is still our utmost priority because I know the news just came out about an hour ago that they're going to, they've reached a deal. Israel has reached a deal with some Hamas individuals and they are going to release 50 people, prisoner swap type of thing. That is not freeing Palestine. That is not ending occupation. Your asses still need to boycott. We're not buying things. Not buying things, not buying things, not buying, not buying things. Including them saying that until it's until it happens, like it's not far enough anyway. But I don't believe anything till I see it. Oh, I mean, it's real convenient. Think about it. Everybody talking about a boycott tax strike. All of a sudden, you know what? Right before Black, right before Black Friday. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a Christmas miracle. Convenient. It's real fucking convenient. Mm-hmm. Too many times it's been just words anyway. So like, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It doesn't go far enough, and I don't buy it. We are not stopping. And let me be clear, humans. It doesn't end just with Palestine. The Sudanese and the Congolese, we are not going to forget them. Do you guys understand that? We are not going to be short-sighted. We are going to keep in mind that the people of Lahaina still don't have a place to go. And you asshole tourists are still going. I don't want to get into that. Stop fucking going to Hawaii. I'm not even going to campaign in Hawaii because you know why? Let me be clear. I'm a campaign in Hawaii, but my black ass is not going to Hawaii for respect for Hawaiians not wanting us there. So we have to start being better. Your memories can't be short. I know this generation got ADD, anxiety, HB. You got everything. But you also have a smartphone. So start keeping a journal. I got to do it. It's going to kill me. I got to start making a video journal right now. Let me not talk about me. Take my problems. The point is, we can't forget. We can't be short-sighted. We are able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Palestine is not free just because some bullshit deal comes out at the last minute hour. Because it's not a ceasefire. It's a hostage exchange. And still, Palestine is not free. We're going to go to commercial. When we come back, Palestine better be free. Okay, it won't happen in two minutes. But you get the point, right? The sentiments. Like, that would be so dope if I was just like, bring it. Either way, let me go to commercial. My bad, y'all. Taste the biscuit.
Hey there, fellow Earthlings. It's time to talk about the campaign of the century, the Jasmine Sherman for President 2024 campaign. Oh, yeah, it's a real game changer. Now, if you're tired of boring old politics and are just looking for a good laugh, this campaign's got you covered. We've got T-shirts and sweatshirts for our supporters and our detractors. After all, who doesn't want to sport a Jasmine Sherman for President shirt that's so comfy it'll make even your opposition reconsider their choices? But wait, there's more. We've got a whole line of merch dedicated to the sensible Americans out there who believe in the liberation of Palestine, Sudan, and the Congo. Because, you know, nothing screams foreign policy like sipping your morning coffee from a free Palestine mug, right? And what better way to show off your international awareness than by wearing a Jasmine for President hoodie? It's so warm, you might even convince your friends that it's sensible to have them in charge. But hey, we're all about choices here. You want to support the campaign with a vote Jasmine tote bag? Or maybe you're more of a reconsider Jasmine face mask person. We've got you covered, my friends. So join the movement that's making politics fun again. Get your Jasmine Sherman, they, them, for President 2024 campaign merch today. Because who says political campaigns can't be both sarcastically funny and thought-provoking? Go to our website and let's liberate those wardrobes one T-shirt at a time. And we're back. And we're still tasting the biscuits. <laughs> That's gonna be stuck in my head. And and there's a like you can see her dancing. You can see her dancing. Song goes song. It's a whole song. It's a whole song. Which is why I laugh at this like like the Puritan shit because there's like songs about cocaine blues and nipple whiskeys and I might have said that one out of order. Whiskey nipples. Either way, you gotta taste the biscuits. Don't be afraid to be real with your family. Because maybe if he was more real with them, you'd stop being a shit to us. You know? Like that guy who robbed the bank so he could get away from his wife and then the judge sent them to house arrest. <laughs> that lets you know something's wrong with the justice system. If he's that desperate to try to lock himself up, why wouldn't you just say, give him a divorce? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It It's despicable and it's crazy and it's just as bad as a court striking down a key tool used to enforce voting rights for anybody that doesn't understand in a ruling that springs from an Arkansas redistricting case the eighth u.s circuit court of appeals ruled that private entities can't bring lawsuits under the provision of law known as section two if it stands, the decision would weaken the what remains of the Voting Rights Act passed in 1965 to counter racial discriminations in elections. The judge said that the text and structure of the voting rights statute shows that Congress did not give private plaintiffs the authority to sue. The appellate panel affirmed in 2022 by a Trump-appointed judge in Arkansas. The ruling runs counter to decades of legal pro practice, however. 
the Voting Rights Act, which prohibits election rules that have the intent or effect of discriminating on the basis of race, are brought by private plaintiffs with the Justice Department facing strained resources and other considerations. Eliminating individual people's right to sue under Section 2 of the Voting Act right, runs contrary to settled law, common sense, and any basic concept of fairness. When the government discriminates, this makes me mad, <laughs> against people, they should have the right to fight back in court. So I read all of that because we, we haven't been reading articles, but I felt like people really needed a context for what's happening. A while ago, 1965, the Voting Rights Act was created to provide Black people. And I say Black people because at the time, that's who was making the noise in the civil rights movement. There were all kinds of marginalized groups, but this was to shut the Black people up. Just, just go with me on this. And so over the years, they have been chipping away at the Voting Rights Act. The thing that gave Blacks and people of color the ability to vote. They are chipping away at it. In 2023, as there are Black Republicans and conservatives, they're watching rights be chipped away from them. Even Mitch McConnell voted against interracial relationships. And he's married to someone that's of a different race and ethnic group. They are chipping away. And and, I, and here's the thing for people that are like, but that's okay, but Democrats are not stopping them. Democrats are not winning. This is happening while the Democrats are in charge. So save me with that bullshit. Yeah. Let's try a different cleaner. This, this isn't working. Go ahead. What's your thoughts, Leah? Like literally I have this conversation all day, right? Uh, on my lives. We're headed toward fascism. If you vote third party, it's a vote for Trump. It's a vote for fascism. We're in it. We're in it. Do you know what fascism is? Like, the Democrats are good at one thing and one thing only, making their bullshit sound not as bullshitty. The Republicans have their role. They say this shit out loud. And the Democrats use flowery words that to cover up their bullshit. But it's all bullshit. We're in fascism now. Like, it's literally happening right now. And so either, you know, the Democrats don't want to fix it, which is what I believe, or they can't fix it. Either way, they're not fixing it. So we have to do something different. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Travis? Um, it's just terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry, you made a face and then you didn't say anything. Yeah, I just think it's terrifying what um about that article. We really are, you know, headed down a path. We're already there, you know, and we just don't realize it. You know, we don't realize how bad it is. Like, you know, like, you know, we we America likes to tout itself as a beacon of freedom. And, you know, like everyone can have like XYZ, you know. American dream, but it's really all facade, and it's we we're not even giving people like the ability to like have a voice and 
you know, it's it's just terrible. And the yeah, both both sides are horrible and shouldn't be trusted. I mean the older we were, I get Oh sorry, sorry. What what were you gonna say? I was gonna say we've been we were talking about this earlier that we shouldn't say both parties. Like even I say that. Oh, I do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it really is a language mindset kind of change, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because, you know, I realize that's how I talk about it too, right? And yeah. I have to break myself out of that. Yeah. Party, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a very good point, Leah. Like, we'll be mindful. Mother Flippers, right. you heard what Leah said? Stop saying both parties. Say all parties. It's sad we only hear from a piece of the party. America's so dumb. We only look to we only look at half of our options. Less than half of our options. Not even a third. Of, you have so many options. You're not looking at it. I feel that, Leah. But you know what else you're not gonna feel? That ozone. Turns out they told you that the ozone layer was healing. It's not healed. It's not healed. They got it wrong. They got it wrong. Now let me be clear. The way science works. It is a fucked up game of can I prove this thing? And then another motherfucker comes along, can I unprove this thing or super prove this thing? Or it's always evolving. And guess what? The ozone layer is not in good shape. It's not looking right. It's not looking tight. We're in danger. We're in danger. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are though. Um, like the recovery. <laughs> right. Wait, say again? Didn't you just reference Ghost, the movie Ghost? I, You're in I danger. Have, I have oh, not. Billboard said. I have not seen Ghost, but Sorry. it's possible that I've picked it up. I mean, black people say things. Yeah, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg said so. You in danger, girl, or something like that. I also say he's a good man, Savannah. And I've not seen the movie that that's assigned with too, so it's just I I like to I like to have command over the English language, and if I hear a piece of poetry, I, I'll share it with the next person. <laughs> but no, seriously, Travis, what are you gonna do? You're unmelanated. The sun is coming for you. I mean, I'm getting a better habit of skincare already, so you know. More skincare, more uh, sunscreen probably every time because, yeah, especially during the summer, but anytime. Um, yeah, and even like some of the like so, uh, the sunscreen I'm already taking, or some of the skincare I'm already taking, it's like you can only do it at night because it's it mess, you know, too dangerous for the UV. So there's already so much yet to be considered, but yeah, I mean, skin cancer rises in my family, obviously, and. It's yeah, it is something that's very scary, and but yeah, yeah, um, sunscreen very important. Just so you know, Travis, it is not obvious to the to anybody that skin cancer runs in your family outside of you being a melon. That's true. But did you want to share, or are you good? I'm good. Okay. What I was gonna say though is Leah made a point earlier about mindset and we have to acknowledge looking at what happened with uh, Palestine and language and how things are worded and the media 
I saw an article about the economy. And instead of acknowledging that the economy is bad, what they're telling people is rich people no longer want to own homes. They want to rent apartments. So that way it can try to, because the average millennium, millennium, oh my God, that's the hotel I was at. Millennial does not, they, they don't own a home. They cannot afford to own a home. And so now they're trying to like massage people into, you know, being poor. Don't worry. It's not on brand to own a home. Even millionaires are are, are renting. <laughs> so, are these I, the same people that told us we're broke because we eat too much avocado toast? I'm, I'm serious. Now they're trying to spin it like as like the trendy thing to do. And I really want you guys. Like, I'm bringing this up to tell you, one, the economy, we are in a recession. We are not where we need to be financially as a country. And and I say that knowing that they tried to request billions of dollars for war. But the money that we have in circulation for us poor people, those people who are amongst the poor, right? The money in circulation that we have access to, we don't got it. They got it. They got it for war. They got it for toys. They got it for planes. They got it for yachts. We don't got it. It's like when you see somebody say, hey, we should go running in the middle. Of They're not talking to us. They're not talking to you. We don't got it. And so think about like how much $60 at the grocery store used to buy you. Think about how much a dollar used to buy you. The dollar store doesn't exist anymore. Go ahead, Leah. I used to, I remember one of the most exciting things from my childhood was going to the penny candy store with a whole dollar. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I'm so, I feel so dumb because I want to be like, how much was the penny candy? Because when I went to the penny candy store, it wasn't a penny. So. Yeah, I got in trouble because I was late. It was on the way home from, they, they put that candy store right by the school and uh yes. Yeah, I'm sure that was on purpose. And by the time I got to where I was supposed to be, I was really late because I spent a lot of time choosing what to do with my dollar. <laughs> so like straight up, you could get a hundred pieces, just like a hundred pieces of candy. And then there was a hundred pieces of different pieces in the store at the time. Uh, yeah, it's like pick a mix or whatever, you know, you just... They have the different barrels or whatever. Like, I don't have a hugely clear memory of it. I just remember the feeling of, of being excited and also getting yelled at later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of they have the tongs. I and think I remember candy. this from, like, a scene in Willy Wonka when he runs into the candy store and it's all, like, out in the open and shit. Yeah, they do. They still do that in the UK a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how hygienic is that? You know, bugs and flies. Either way, let me get off that. Because, like, I even trip about donuts now. Like, when I was a kid, donuts, if you think about it now, I'm old. I am an old person, right? And so donuts used to be made on site. They weren't, like, done. They weren't done off, off, off and brought in, right? But nowadays, donuts aren't made on site. So that donut is the same donut from 8 a.m. sitting there until 6 or 9 p.m. when they throw them donuts out. Versus back in the day, they would only make what they needed. So it was fresher, right? But then I would be like, hey, 
these dogs just been sitting out there. There's no cover on them. There's no case. Bugs be here. Flies be flying through. And so I ruined donuts for myself. <laughs> but that's okay. We are boycotting Dunkin' Donuts. I was going to say. And Starbucks was, anyway. I was going to say, Dunkin' Donuts, donuts are awful. Like, that's what I grew up on. But then I tasted real food. And when I came back to it, I'm like, I never thought I would turn down a donut. <laughs> but it turns out. Yeah, that's where we're at. Like, yeah. We don't need it. We don't need it. And I didn't mean to say Panera. I was just like on a verbal flow. Panera is not on the boycott list. But if you fuck around, Panera, I could slap your ass right up there. That's also why I'd like to make this public service announcement. Venmo, watch your ass. You partnering with McDonald's is not going to get us to go back to McDonald's. It's going to get us to say, fuck you too, Venmo. That's just a little piece of advice from your... I'm not even going to say I'm your friend. That's just a little piece of advice, Venmo. If you lay with dogs, you will get fleas. And I say this as a puppy lover. And what's the difference between Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App? I mean, Venmo, come on. That's what I'm saying. Because actually, Venmo is a weird-ass app. It tells your transactional business. So, I mean, you shake shake Venmo. Fuck around and find out. We will drop you like a bad habit. We will treat you like Washington lawmakers that have decided to make their legislation secret. So you can't punish them for what they did. I do want to, I, I, while we're talking about this, um, we had a conversation today about the phrase uh, boycott fatigue. And I mean, maybe it's just because there's people that, you know, uh, I thought, oh, that's just propaganda, right? But but if you look deeper into it, like it is, it does get complicated once you go to a certain level. Like literally, you can't have anything, right? So, so I understand it to that degree. But like at this point, we're like, just don't get go get Starbucks. Like, let's concentrate on these and see if we can make it happen, and then it'll trickle down. You know, trickle down economics will actually work in this case. You know, like I don't go to Starbucks. Uh, but I do, I used to buy the shelf, you know, the stuff on the shelf and that's actually technically, I stopped buying it but, and technically I'm boycotting Nestle, which is also awful, like awful, like a big part of why our water is so messed up. Um, like the impact they've had on our water and other things. My point is there's like six companies that own almost everything. So you can drive yourself a little nuts trying to figure it out, which is why I'm like, at least do something, right? If you're if you're if you're not willing to look in it that deep, we're we're like all shouting the big three, right? That that's what I've been saying for the, the whole time. Like, please, Starbucks, you know, uh McDonald's, uh Coca-Cola, I guess there's four. There's one more. My issue Disney. My yeah. thing that people need to do is you got to do what, what really does work for you. But there are a few people that aren't even trying, right? Like I said the other day, if you live in a town where the only thing in your town is Walmart, you work at Walmart, your mama work at Walmart, your grandpa work at Walmart, the, whole, the only grocery store in town, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But there are many of us that that is not the case for. And you know who I'm talking to. Y'all get so slick. 
all you the same the same way you can get to concerts the same way you can get do the impossible when it's something that it means to you is the same way in order for us to have things you are going to have to do things and what like look at what happened after Martin Luther King was killed assassinated they rioted neighborhoods were destroyed that grocery store in the neighborhood that got destroyed meant that they had to go further to go to a different grocery store. I'm not condoning things. What I'm saying is I get it and it's hard. So what are you going to do? Keep being a punk about it? Like at some point you are going to have to take a stand or it's going to stand on you. It's just that this isn't an issue you give a fuck about yet. That's really what it is. You're not standing on business because you don't think it's your business. But once they kill somebody you know, once they hurt somebody you sleep with, once they do somebody that you gave birth to, that's when it fucking matters. That's when all of a sudden it's so deep. And the rest of us will be here when you figure out just how deep it is. Because that's where we're at. If Harriet would have shot you, I got to leave you behind. <laughs> Or I'm just kidding. I'm not going to shoot nobody. I'm not Donald Trump. I couldn't get away with that on Fifth Avenue. Nah. But what do you guys think about the legislative privilege thing? I think it's wild. Um, we're not actually, like, able to hold our legislators accountable. I mean, uh, where I'm at, it's in North Carolina. It's very gerrymandered. It's the... Republicans have a supermajority in the uh, state legislature, even though we somehow were able to elect a um, Democratic governor. And we have, um, at least we're at times seeming to be a purple state, but typically it goes red. But I mean, uh, supermajority seems a little extreme. So, I mean, there just seems to be like one more trick. That's just like another trick in both of uh, the Democrats and Republicans are playing um, just a game to further um, move us away from well, anything close to democracy. I'm sorry to hear that, Travis. It's depressing, right? <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Um, like, and this is this the pot calling the kettle black. Putin was like, Biden is fucking up everybody's chance for peace. Did y'all see that shit? Yeah. Well, that. that article is wild. I'm like, but listen, I've been thinking recently and I, I don't wait, know wait, how to... You might, you might need to explain to people the article. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. So the article is basically like uh, Putin and, and BRICS and the Global South are all like getting together and being like uh, America is hypocritical. The U.S. is hypocritical because you're like condemning um, uh, the war on Ukraine, condemning Russia for the war on Ukraine, but telling Israel to go ahead. Right. And so what all it makes me think is, how do I figure out who these leaders are without all the propaganda? Because I don't believe the U.S. propaganda is Putin as bad as 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 the U.S. says he is when he's saying these things that make sense. Like, I'm not making a judgment on it. I'm genuinely asking. Like, I got I, I've been trying to figure that out because I don't believe the propaganda, especially now, you know? 
I hope that made sense. It did make sense. It did. Like, it just, it just makes me laugh, right? Like, I, because I, that's why I have to say pot calling the kettle black. It's not, it, it is wild. It's the wildest thing, but it's still not wrong. A broken clock can be right twice a day. Putin, very, very, very wrong. Not on Putin's side. He's the bad guy. Okay. <laughs> Like, do you get what right. I'm trying to say? More than one thing can be true at the same time. So that's what I was trying to figure out. Is it really like, you know, they're pointing out something true and they're, you know, because even like uh, Trump was right once in a while, like the in the words anyway, um, just because people turn out to be right doesn't mean they. Shit. I'm sorry. Right yeah. Now, right yeah. now, we agree with Candace Owens. Right. <laughs> Like <laughs> it's a weird ass day. Were you on the same side as Candace Owens? <laughs> that's that's what's so funny to me. But what's what I like about myself is that like I have always hated everybody. And so I don't feel guilty for continuing to hate everybody. <laughs> because we see what I what I will say though is because I do realize it. I am like the most optimist. I believe I'm the most optimistic person in the whole world right now. And I know that we just got to crank up the heat. We got to do the work. And we just got to keep going. There are so many days in my personal life that I could say, some days are hard. And I want to stop doing the things that I'm doing. And then in the next hour, I'll get a phone call that changes the game. Or the next day, I'll hear something really tragic will happen. And I'll be like, oh, I can't do this. And then someone is there with support. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this, but I did get it done because you were here. Don't count yourself out. There are so many people eager to see you fall. Do not join them in the list. Do not self-sabotage. Acknowledge that you were human. And some days are hard but guess what should you not die tonight or die tomorrow you might have a chance to slide into something easier but i'm gonna get the fuck out of here because it's raining and i'm gonna go serve my community in the morning so peace love and hair grease y'all night all good night taste the flavor Hello, my fellow podcast listeners. It's been a fantastic episode today. And before we wrap things up, we want to take a moment to talk about a crucial issue and a campaign that we all need to support. But first, let me thank you for tuning into our show. Your continued support is what keeps us going and allows us to bring you important discussions and insights. We also want to take a moment to share something that demands our immediate attention. Currently, American tax dollars are being used to fund multiple ethnic cleansings around the globe in places like Palestine, Congo, and Sudan. These are urgent humanitarian crises, and we must do our part to put a stop to this. We have the power to influence our government's decisions, and the Jasmine Sherman for President 2024 campaign is committed to addressing these global issues and working towards a more peaceful world. Now, on a different note, Let's talk about an alarming statistic that affects us closer to home. 
Every year, about 600,000 people are reported missing in the United States. The numbers are staggering, with California topping the list at 2,133 missing persons reported, followed by Florida with 1,052 and Texas with 1,246. These states have the largest populations in the U.S., which may contribute to the higher number of missing person reports. Additionally, states like Arizona, Washington, and New York also have a significant number of missing persons reported. It's a sobering thought, and we want to encourage everyone to be vigilant and proactive. If you ever need to report someone missing or have any information that could help locate a missing person, please don't hesitate to email us at official account of fatsocialist.com. We'll do our part to share this information and support those in need. In conclusion, we are committed to making a positive impact on our world, both on the global stage and in our own communities. To stay updated on our efforts and join the conversation, follow us on all our social media channels. Let's work together to create a better, safer world for everyone. Thank you for listening and stay safe out there. Together, we can make a difference. You still have any Grecia? Great show, you guys. That was really great. 